0: Wrestlemania week is officially over, the Give Me Sport Time Battle Talk podcast is back and I for one am absolutely knackered. How you doing Alex, Back? Yeah, I'm not too bad, not as knackered as you are, I would
1: imagine, um, but before we actually do continue, I've just got something that <laughs> I need know. to uh,
0: put on. Oh, he's uh, got a belt!
1: I've got it, Ray, I've
0: got it. And why exactly do you have this belt, do I want to know? Because it's rather embarrassing for me, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, the, the actual reason is it was a birthday present a long time ago. But the reason why I'm wearing it is because I got the prediction. I got the most predictions right, so I think it's right that I am, I'm the champ. So yeah, there it is.
0: <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> gutting, man. And it wasn't was even way, yeah. it wasn't even close either, was it? It was it was nine to six, I think, which we'll go into a bit more detail about later. Um, can't wait to talk about that, obviously, mm-hmm. because I look like an idiot. <laughs> but congratulations. I guess congratulations are in order. And um, I will I will share my full my full congratulations with you in a little bit. But first of all, WrestleMania 37, you know, it's it's in the books. What did you think of the actual show? I enjoyed
1: it. I did. I thought the ref- the actual wrestling was unbelievable you know, I really did think that they delivered, you know, so many matches were were really, really good. Um, You know, I I watched it myself Monday, I watched it all in one sitting, both nights, so it was a, it was like an eight-hour stretch for me, um, because I just, I'm too old to stay up these days, you know, it's like having a hangover, but for two days, and I can't deal with that anymore, so I didn't watch it live, sadly, but no, I did enjoy it, I did, I did like all my tweets on the Monday as I went through and watched it. And I did admit that I think if I stayed up live for it, I'd have been a bit disappointed um, just because I felt a lot of it was predictable. Uh, there was no real massive surprises in my opinion. And I also didn't think there was, a, I mean, the Bianca Belair moment was massive and unbelievable and great, but I just felt there wasn't like a, a Seth Rollins moment or a Kofi Kingston moment or a Daniel Bryan moment, you know, those sort of really big WrestleMania moments, but the wrestling, the actual like in-ring action was was really, really good. What about you?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it, like you say. I stayed up for oh, a long time till about oh. five o'clock in the morning, both nights. But for me, actually, it felt a bit different because it actually felt like a WrestleMania to me with the crowd mm-hmm. back for the first yeah. time in what, 13 months. The build-up, oh. especially kind of online on social media was awesome like people were actually buzzing about the show you know kicking off then of course there was a you know a rain delay on night one and actually felt for a little bit like you know it might not actually get off the ground it might not happen and that to me was I want to say it made it more exciting just the kind Mm -hmm. of knowing that WWE would have to kind of I mean, again, call an audible like they have done for the last kind of 13 months and, and make sure something got off the ground. Because obviously, we all know what the weather in kind of Florida is like at this time of year. The thunderstorms were passing through, and there were videos of, of rain pouring down and, and yeah. clouds ahead. And I thought it made actually for a, for a really exciting experience. And, it, and it's almost classic WWE, isn't it? To get to, you know, to nearly lose something you built, you know, 13, 13 months towards and have to change uh-huh. it. At the mean, moment. It would
1: it would have been perfect to sum up 2020 and 2020 to one, wouldn't it? You know, just
0: absolutely.
1: I remember what I was so I was, yeah, looking at Twitter the Saturday evening, um, just seeing what the hype was like, you know, like you say fans back, just looking for any fan footage just to see what it was like. The set looked unbelievable. So I wanted to see that in like in person or sort of. And then you see these like the, the first video I saw was the announcer saying you know t- take cover basically and that's never a good sign so I was I remember then obviously I whatsapped you and I was like dude is this like in jeopardy is this actually not gonna happen can you imagine like but it seemed that I think was it half an hour delay in the end which isn't too bad but yeah it was certainly exciting and it certainly added drama that's for sure
0: Absolutely. And then the half an hour delay is something I actually want to touch on because obviously you had the pre-show build-up, pre-show went on as as normal. And then the kind of the opening package, the kind of the, you know, the really epic WrestleMania opening sequence, you know, five, 10 minutes long. Then you had the whole company out on the ramp and and even Vince McMahon doing doing a little introduction. And I think they cut to a second promo package again, like the hype was like incredible. Like just watching it at home, I was like, right, here we go. And then Two minutes later, it's, it's Michael Cole saying, Yeah, it's rain delay. And I was like, Oh my God, like, what, what's going on here? But actually, when that rain delay happened and they were forced to kind of throw something together at what I imagined was the very last minute, I thought it was awesome. Like, aside from the kind of ponchos that, that, that Samoa Joe and Michael Cole were wearing, which was actually a massive, um, you know, fans loved it, like a, like a huge yeah. moment. That everyone was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. But it was the backstage kind of promos that every superstar was cutting was incredible. They were obviously just given a microphone and just told to go out there and do do what felt right. And I thought that was incredible. And it it, it shows exactly what all those superstars at WrestleMania were capable of doing without a script, without planning. And they all smashed it out of the park. So I think to kind of start the pot off by saying... WWE did an incredible job on that Saturday night in particular for that half an hour before the action even started. You know, it was, it was different, the first ever rain delay in, you know, in WrestleMania history. And I thought, it was, I thought it was handled brilliantly. And then of course you go straight in to the, to the WWE Championship match, which opened the show. And I think we're gonna, we're gonna plan on breaking down every match and, and we may as well start with this one. Yeah. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. And I'm going to mention our predictions. We, I said, we'll go over them later. We were both thrown off by this match. Bobby Lashley retaining. I did, I did not see that coming.
1: No, yeah, like you say, we both went Drew, didn't we? I mean, in our defence, though, we did discuss that it could go either way, and either way would be a fine result, you know, because Lashley's been brilliant in the last few months, and obviously Drew's had the whole twelve months of being brilliant. So, yeah, I mean. Drew, it felt like, was going to be the, the the winner just because the fans are back and he thought he was going to have his moment with the fans. Um, but, yeah, a nice early swerve to start WrestleMania, you know. I, I think most people would have backed Drew as well. I don't think that was just going to be us two. Um, but to see Lashley get a really big, credible win um, only makes his title reign even better. So it would be exciting to see, obviously, they're going into WrestleMania backlash again. Uh, but... It'll be interesting to see where they go from there because I thought it was a it was a good opener. You know, they went nearly 20 minutes and brutal, as you'd expect. Uh, and then, you know, the ending where Bobby Lashley put him to sleep, I guess you can say. So, yeah, I thought it was a really good match, a really good start. And I think it was a good... It was nice to have that little bit of a surprise, I guess you could call it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought both men delivered as you'd expect them to. And I was quite actually quite happy to see Lashley retain you know because I want him to have his moment and, and not have it just be such a short one I'd like him to have a long run um, and yeah I thought it was a great start to Mania.
0: Absolutely I mean we talk about kind of Drew McIntyre getting his moment in front of fans even the commentators were saying it I think you know throughout the night they were saying Drew McIntyre has carried the company through the no fan era and the fact that he didn't get the title at the end, you know, the start of the night, it just proves that nobody is guaranteed anything in the WWE and, and it's, it's, I just thought it was, you know, like a real shock, but not a shock that I'm disappointed with. I think judging by the reactions that we obviously we, we weren't in the arena, we couldn't hear exactly what was happening because you do wonder if if the noise has been kind of manipulated on television. Right. But the noise I kind of heard was Lashley got a big, I think, I, I think it's fair to say a bigger kind of reception on his entrance and McIntyre did whether that's something that, that, that might not be quite accurate if you were there I don't know but yeah. I, I just thought you know what this this is going to be I think it's probably called at the very last minute so it's kind of deciding who was going to win that title and and yeah I, I'm not I'm not upset that Lashley retained but you know we're filming this pod on a Tuesday afternoon and we've just watched the roar after Wrestlemania and like you mentioned, Drew McIntyre gets another shot at WrestleMania Backlash. Like, the less said about the name, first of all, the better, because it's yeah. interesting, to say the least. But it's Drew McIntyre beating Randy Orton and Braun Strowman for another shot at the WWE title. You know, when is this feud going to end? <laughs>
1: True. Yeah, Yeah, that does raise the question, doesn't it? Are they going to be in a program up until SummerSlam, and then Drew gets his moment then, maybe. Uh, yeah, you, you don't know. It, they Usually the Monday after Raw, uh, the Monday after WrestleMania, is sort of to set up new storylines, new feuds. But obviously, WWE see this one as gold, and they want to keep running with it, and I don't mind that. Uh, and I think it probably will end eventually with McIntyre beating him.
0: Yeah, I just wonder if, if there's any point in McIntyre beating... Lashley a uh, pay per view that I believe has been confirmed to be in the Thunderdome, where where I don't think there are going to be fans at. It just kind yeah. of makes it a little bit. If I was to predict this match at Backlash now, I think I'm predicting Lashley to win in, in yeah. yeah. and retain, uh, and hopefully move on to to a new opponent. And not not saying we don't love Drew and and we want to see him as champion, of course we do. But I wonder if WrestleMania was, you know, I wonder if he thought going into Wrestlemania that he was going to get that moment and it'd be interesting to ask him I'm not saying we'll ask him but (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll we'll see what happens (laughs) but yeah you know like you say it's it's a perfect way to start the show with a little bit of a swerve and and actually I, I mean we can touch on this more a bit later night one of Wrestlemania in my opinion was actually better than night two of wrestlemania and i think that's a that's an opinion that, that i've seen a lot on social media as well and you know mm-hmm. setting up with you know lashley uh, mcintyre from the first moment just kicked it off perfectly yeah. um and we can go into match number two of the night which was the triple it was the tag team turmoil match wasn't it the women's tag team championship turmoil match won by once again uh people that we didn't predict would win it yes like and tamina uh, what do you think of that match? Because because uh, actually the the actual kind of tag team match on the Sunday, we'll talk about that in a bit more detail later, was one of the best showings on the card. So do you think Natalia and Tamina were the were the best pick for that one?
1: I mean, first of all, I want to mention that our picks went out last, which is uh, which is an awful embarrassment for us. But I, I'm annoyed because I was I don't know if you remember I was tossing between the two. I did because I said Natalia and Tamina had a bit of you know momentum in recent weeks and. I really like Natalia. I think, and I like to, mean it to be honest, but I think Natalia's got so much like credibility backstage. Everyone seems to love her, and so I'm not surprised they won. I think they're a good team. They're both pretty like strong, and I think it was a it was a good you know turmoil match. You know, with turmoil matches, you're not going to get elite level wrestling. You're not going to get show stealers, but you're going to get fast paced, and you know. And I think they all delivered. I wish they had more individual spots to shine a little bit more because you look at some of the talent in that match and they were all very good wrestlers, you know, Naomi, uh, Liv Morgan, Ruby Rye, you know, there's loads of them that can deliver good moments and good spots. And I feel like because of the nature of a turmoil match, it is quite quick and in-out, in-out, in-out sort of thing. So it did its job, it did its purpose. Um, and yeah, I can't really complain with Natalya and Tamina winning it either, really.
0: Absolutely. I think, like you say, it's, it's one of those matches that you get as many people into to get them on the card, to, to get them on a, you know, a WrestleMania moment. And, and Natalia and Tamina got theirs and, and went on to night two of WrestleMania and and made us look silly for predicting uh, the wrong people. No,
1: <laughs> put the money on the wrong horse, so to speak.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But we'll move on to match three because there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. Again, a match that we kind of picked out as being the one that could potentially steal the show. And my God, it, it delivered, didn't it?
1: It was great, yeah. You know what you're going to get at least, don't you? You know, it's almost like, of course, they of course they started the show because it's Cesaro and Seth Rollins, you know, they're that good. Um, glad that I backed Cesaro, you know. It was, a, it was a match that we both said could go either way. Doesn't really matter who wins, to be honest, but we felt Cesaro probably needed it more. You know, Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. You know, he's, he's a ready-made star. Uh, he could be put in the main event picture tomorrow and you'd be like, yeah, cool, he belongs there. So I'm delighted Cesaro had his moment, you know, had his his singles match at WrestleMania and won it. And just the stuff he can do, you know, everyone says pound for pound, he's the strongest and he just proves it every time he's in the ring. You know, the the spin, the helicopter spin when he wasn't even using his hands is just, I, I, I mean, I don't even know how you do that. Uh, it's he He's just, yeah, beyond belief what Cesaro can do in that ring. And, you know, there's been so much made about him and, you know, the glass ceiling and the lack of the... How high can he go? Do the people backstage believe in him? That sort of stuff. But in terms of in-ring wrestling, there aren't many better than him. Um, So I'm delighted he won. It was a good match. Wow, it was a brilliant match. Um, And they delivered exactly
0: what I thought they would. Absolutely. It was a match full of, like you say, actual massive spots, wasn't it? You had, I think, the Rollins. I think it was like a, I want to say like a 540 corkscrew off the top rope. Yeah, yeah absolutely incredible then you had like you say the ufo spin with no hands and then of course the ending which was the i think the commentators called it 23 spins i think taking taking rolling spinning that is just i mean i have no idea how anyone takes that move and doesn't like just vomit on the spot because yeah (laughs) brutal. but I
1: i love was uh saffron's going for the curb stomp and then Cesaro turned it into the uppercut. I mean, the sound it made. Uh, I mean, every uppercut I watched from Cesaro, I'm just, I just wonder how on earth they deliver that safely <laughs> because Absolutely. it's brutal. And that spot was that that literally made me go, oh god, just because it, the noise and yeah, just unreal.
0: It's almost like the curb stomp into the RKO, isn't it, that we saw at yeah. WrestleMania 31. It was one of those kind of moments. But like you say. I think I agree with you, the right man won as much as I love Seth Rollins. I think this is a real real chance now for WWE to strap a rocket to the back of Cesaro and push him as far yeah. as far as they can because you look at who's going to challenge Roman reigns next, of course, that's a something we'll discuss later. but Cesaro could absolutely be that guy. you know he's got the momentum, he's got the first win at mania, and he has the backing of fans everywhere, you know, social media. Is, you know, is what I'm judging a lot of fan opinion on at the moment because you know, it's what we have a lot of access to and, and, and everybody was just happy to see not only Cesaro in a, you know, in a singles WrestleMania match, but the fact that he went out there and delivered with Seth Rollins. It was, it was one of the highlights of, of, of night one of WrestleMania. And it's, it's interesting I say that because another of my highlights from night one of WrestleMania was the Tag Team Championship match, the Raw Tag Team Championship match, AJ Styles and Oss versus The New Day. Did you see? I think I saw this one coming. I'm not sure if you did. Yeah, I mean,
1: again, it was one that we said could go either way. Uh, I I did go The New Day, I think I said they would retain uh, just because I felt, you know, everyone loves The New Day. You know, they're, they're a good bet to be champions, but loved how it played out. You know, I thought it was 10 minutes of just entertainment which was great. Uh, You know, everyone was so hot on Omos, wasn't they? They just were desperate for him to come in. And when he had that hot tag for a heel, it was just just fun to watch. And, you know, it was just, yeah, I thought they delivered it really well. It leaves you wanting more to see what AJ Styles and Omos can do together and what he can do in the ring himself, you know, because you didn't really see much of him. You just saw him just absolutely batter them, but do it quite methodically and quite slowly and without really doing wrestling moves, so to speak. So the, the possibilities are endless. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that. But yeah, I thought, I thought it, was, it was a really good, entertaining sort of mid-card match. And yeah, it, from the look of the fallout, everyone sort of loved it. And everyone's digging on us as well. So that, that's good. And that's a
0: success. It's interesting you say, where do they go from here? Because, you know, we all expected them, I think, to be on, on Raw on Monday night. And AJ Styles and Amos were not on Raw on Monday mm-hmm. night, they, which is... An interesting decision for me because the new day were and they were kind of clashing with with, with two other people and you're like well where are the tag team champions yeah. like you know they've just won the belts like why would you not have them do something with them um so it will be very interesting to see what happens with those two and like you say it was you know it was you know the first time I must have been in the ring and on the main roster and, and and the first time we got to see what he can do and and wow it looks like he is just a big dude that is going to clear house. And I, I, for one, am absolutely here for it. Like, mm. I am very excited. I think the AJ Styles pairing is awesome. I think yeah. those two together are, are absolutely comedy gold. So I'm very, very excited to see, one, how long they can hold the titles for, and, and two, whether they're going to kind of implode at some point, because, you know, yeah. I think they will. Yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah absolutely um from from one of my highlights to what I think would probably be one of your highlights you know we discussed being a big fan of Braun Strowman and, and, and Shane McMahon before I've, I've shared some some lesser opinions of the pair the, the steel cage match it was it was solid in my opinion I think it was it was more than I was expecting I think it went for about as long as I was you know hoping it to go for it wasn't overdone and there was one big spot with Shane McMahon being thrown off the top of the cage as, you know, we were, we expected him to do something crazy and it's just the way he fell from the top was, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it actually more than, more than I would maybe care to have admitted about a week ago. I enjoyed it. What what did you think of it?
1: Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. It's it's what you expected. You know, I think those are the words actually I tweeted. They, it delivered the, the moments I thought it would, you know, you probably could have predicted Braun was going to, Rip up the cage in some way, and and Shane was going to fall from the top to the bottom, and they did both of that, and it was yeah, it was never going to steal the show, it was never going to go that long, it was just going to be quick, brutal, Braun Strowman destroying Shane McMahon, and we got that, so you can't really complain. Uh, I don't think anyone would have like finished watching that match and been disappointed. I think they'd have been like, yeah, that's what should have happened. We got a cool few spots from it, and Braun Strowman beat Shane McMahon, and we move on from it. And I think that's all you can really say about it. Like, it, it is what it was. And, you know, the feud itself was not great. And I think everyone will admit that. But the match, you know, delivered what we thought it would.
0: Absolutely. Do you, do you, just looking at the card, I've got it in front of me. It, it was on fifth. It was on, you know, after Cesaro, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles and, and almost versus a New Day. Do you think it was in the right place on the card? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it. it the card is a difficult one, isn't it? Because you never really know how people are going to react to certain matches. You know, I think it, it came probably at the right time, maybe just for fans to have a bit of like a, a a break from the sort of the matches they would have been heavily invested in. Because I imagine obviously everyone would have been invested in Lashley and McIntyre. There's a lot of Seth Rollins fans There's a lot of Cesaro fans. So they've would got a lot of investment in their new champions in the tag team division. So, yeah, I mean, it could have probably maybe gone down a bit earlier but it is what it is really i think it's gone there because it's a, a cage match which is exciting in itself i guess
0: yeah i think you summed that up perfectly i think it was a nice little break and it came before the penultimate match of the night which my god bad bunny and damian priest versus and miz and john morrison i mean we we expected nothing to be to be you know it's a celebrity match my god we got oh. something incredible didn't we
1: oh wow yeah i mean Obviously, I didn't watch it live, but I saw, I checked the. I checked Twitter the morning after, and all I could see was bad bunny stuff. You know, celebrity appearances in WWE are hot and cold, a very sort of hit and miss. But he absolutely smashed out of the park. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone expected to to see the moves that he did. You know, the one outside the ring was just mind blowing, and something you see from professional full time wrestlers, not from a celebrity rapper. Um, it's so fair play to him you know I th- there's not much you can say about it in terms of just it was so incredible and mind-blowing you know Miz and Morrison are perfect dance partners for for the lesser experienced uh, wrestlers which I guess both Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are in terms of main event so it was the perfect blend there Miz and Morrison did their job brilliantly but yeah Bad Bunny comes away from that with a hell of a lot of respect from the WWE universe you know I saw Triple H tweet about him saying ED he just almost stole the show tonight pretty much because yeah he was just unbelievable he looked like a wrestler you know if you if you tuned into that match and didn't know the background and didn't know Bad Bunny you'd you'd assume he was some form of wrestler like full-time so and I think that's the biggest compliment you can give him
0: this is it isn't it It, it, it's I don't want to say it stole the show given you know the main event but it stole the show like yeah it was that good, and and I think you mentioned it a minute ago. The Canadian destroyer outside the ring. Ah, oh, I can, I could watch that clip all day, every day, just, just have it on repeat.
1: Yeah, it's just mind blowing. Like, well, surely one of the hardest moves to hit, and he's made it look so easy, and that he's done it all the, all his life. You know, it's it was mesmerizing. Like the closest I could link it to it was Ronda Rousey's debut. But with Ronda Rousey, she's got the experience. You know, she's come from mma and she's got wrestling in her blood almost bad bunny is a rapper you know he's and he's come over here and he, yeah and he's just done a brilliant job and like you say you don't want to stay say it stole the show because of the main event and what happened there and the moment but you it got the most eyes on it and you got the most talking points i think and before we said yeah it'll be a light entertaining funny match you know but it went 15 minutes and it, and it wasn't Sort of like, God, this is still going on. At any point, it was people were gripped, and that was Bad Bunny. He did that. You know, he got everyone gripped. He got everyone interested, and he smashed it out of the park.
0: No, he really did. Would you call that? We mentioned Rousey just a minute ago. Would you call that the best celebrity match at WrestleMania?
1: Yeah, I think you have to, um, because it was not it. It, like I say, it didn't feel like a celebrity match. It felt like a wrestling match. And that's the biggest compliment, you know? Yes, you've had appearances from like Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather and stuff like this, like bigger names, but they were never wrestling matches, you know? And you've got to look at it from a wrestling point of view and Bad Bunny, yeah. They, I, I would be very surprised if there's a better one ever than, than what we saw there because it was that like, good. He, he, he did a complex moves. He, he got in the mix of it. He was in the ring for the majority. It was yeah, it was superb.
0: It's it's interesting as well because I, I think personally, bad I'm a big now a big fan. If he ever came back, I'd be like, yes, get him, get him back in the ring. Yeah, just kind yeah. of watching it unfold, not only on, on TV but on social media as well. I obviously I don't have the stats in front of me. I'd love to find out how much he was trending because he mm-hmm. he you know he set Twitter alight. You know we, we tweet throughout the show kind of run the live kind of blog on Twitter you know get some solid engagement you know looking at 50 50 100 likes for a few tweets tweeted bad Bunny's canadian destroyer 250 300 tweets that you know as it was happening i was like yeah. this is this is crazy like he is you know universally loved as a rapper and um, that you know that's why he's there he's bringing you know new fans to, to wwe that way but he i think he earned the respect of, of absolutely every every fan watching that match i, I don't think you can have any kind of you know, bad words to say about it because he was that good. And, and like you say, Miz and Morrison played their roles to perfection. And Damian Priest as well, I said, strap a rocket to Cesaro's back. But I think Damian Priest as well, I cannot wait to see, you know, what he does as a singles competitor. He's, he's not wrestled too much since kind of debuting at, at, after the Royal Rumble. You know, he, he was paired with Bad Bunny um, and they did a lot of, you know, they did a lot of talking, a lot of backstage stuff, but he's not yet, you know, shown shown me fully what he can do in the ring. And, and I can't wait to see, you know, you know, where Damien Priest goes next, because I think he's got an incredibly bright future on the main roster as well. Yeah, agreed, Definitely. Awesome. But now, you know, now it's time to talk about, you know, the main event, the reason we, you know, we're going to do this podcast, you know, this is the big one. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, historic, incredible, incredibly moving as well to start and finish. Uh, of the match with the with the emotion involved it was you know we we kind of discussed pre-wrestlemania didn't we was it the right choice to make because at that point Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre we were under the impression that was going to main event and and we were asking why Bianca Belair Sasha Banks wasn't going to main event And, and they changed it you know on Smackdown on Friday And I'm so glad they did, because it was incredible. You know, talk about Bad Bunny stealing the show, but the show belonged to Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks on Saturday night, and it was historic and incredible, and I loved it. What did you think of it?
1: Yeah, I think you summed up there brilliantly. It was historic, wasn't it? You know, you could see from the beginning there was a lot of emotion there from, especially Bianca Blair, you know, it was very overwhelming for her and, but it was lovely, you know, it was, it's what you want. It was the storytelling was perfect and it has been the whole feud. And then they delivered what we knew they could and we knew they would, you know, um, the spot outside where Sasha jumps out of the ring and Bianca catches her, rolls over, lifts her up and goes up, the climbs up the stairs and throws her back in, you know, it's just little spots like that that get the fans properly invested and properly into it and the reaction it got from that was brilliant and they're just two really really good wrestlers you know it's not even a case of just they're two really good female wrestlers they're just two really good wrestlers you know you put them in the mix with the best in the entire WWE Um, I've admitted a few times that I was never massively invested in Bianca Blair and I haven't been with Sasha Banks either I've always been more towards like Charlotte when the, the the original crop came up But the last few months, wow, they've really stepped up and and the match was just brilliant. You know, it could have gone on longer and people would have still been invested. But the Royal Rumble moment was special for Bianca Blair, but the WrestleMania moment was, well, just two moments that she probably will never, you know, uh, beat because they were just so brilliant. They were so perfect. And, you know, the ending where... You've got the video of Sasha Banks, you know, trying to sell her stomach injury, but she's just smiling and almost crying, really, because it was just such a powerful and such a historical moment. And, I mean, the noise that Bianca Blair's hair makes as well. Jeez, like, I just, <laughs> when when I read that, oh, Bianca, like, sort of won after using her hair, I was like, okay, interesting. But, I mean, the the slap, the noise it made was just vicious uh, This is
0: it, isn't it, it like I mean I was going to mention it if you didn't the, the slap of the hair I mean I saw tweets of people being like did, did they add noise to that I, I don't think they did I think it was pure, yeah. you know just absolute you know furious hit and it you know and it set up the finish perfectly it, and like you say again I was going to mention Sasha Banks you know smiling at the end and again some people saying oh why isn't she selling you know, why she said it. And I was like, are you, are you an idiot? Like, mm. surely you, like, you cannot think anything, but that's incredibly wholesome. That's incredibly moving. you know, Yeah, it, it wasn't like it. she did
1: it on t- on camera, on TV. She did it like a fan caught it. I, I'm pretty sure, anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's just a fan that caught it. And yeah, you, like you say, how can you not love that sort of content? You know, they they obviously don't hate each other. Yeah, you know in real life it's, it's WWE isn't it they obviously all love each other they support each other they want the best from each other Sasha Banks has just seen Bianca Blair have her WrestleMania moment and you can't help but feel happy for her so I loved it loved it all thought the match was great perfect decision to make it main event and they delivered they really did
0: this is it isn't it 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 was it was a smile of someone that's just put over a a person younger than her that is actually i think i think bianca is older than her actually apologies for that um it was just put her over as having you know an absolute mega star moment at wrestlemania and and it's one that that, like you say she will never forget i'm not sure if she'll ever be able to top it it will be really interesting to see what bianca does next because she is legitimately on fire like you know, how do you keep that momentum going for the next few months to the next, you know, big pay-per-view, which would be SummerSlam probably is, is probably the next big one coming up. How do you keep that momentum going forward? It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But no, I thought, I thought in terms of the main event, absolutely incredible. I, I loved it. And, and I, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to see where Bianca goes next. But interestingly for Sasha Banks, I believe she is now zero wins to six defeats at WrestleMania. That is an interesting record, isn't it? Like for Sasha Banks, you know, everybody always kind of says that she's been, she's been done dirty by, you know, the record, the title range she's had and stuff. When is Sasha Banks gonna get her WrestleMania moment? Yeah,
1: exactly that. Well, I mean, I, I watched the WWE Untold about um, Mick Foley and Edge, their hardcore match and or no holds barred match. And that was all about, you know, Mick Foley wanting his WrestleMania moment because he kept, people kept saying, you know, he's never had that moment and he was itching to get that right and he did that at the edge so i mean sasha banks has got years left in her you know let's let's not get that wrong she'll she'll have her moment um but this it felt right for it to be biancas and they they smashed it like you say it's going to be hard to top that and it's going to be hard for bianca to keep up this sort of level of momentum and if she if she even does half of it then she's going to have an incredible title reign
0: absolutely and, and you know that kind of concludes our kind of recap of night one of wrestlemania so just off the top of my head Two title changes, uh, the tag team title, the women's title. Pretty solid night, you know. You've got Bobby Lashley defending. So there's, you know, like I said, curveball there. Some incredible wrestling between Seth Rollins and Cesaro, and Bad Bunny being very, very close to stealing the show. I thought WrestleMania Night One was was absolutely incredible, and and percent worth staying up until five o'clock in the morning for, even with the rain delay. I thought it was brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah, good. All right. Let's roll on to night two, shall we? Straight, we're going to go straight in. We normally we split this in half, you know. We could, you know, take a break. Do you want a break or do you want to go straight into it?
1: I'm ready to go, man. We're on fire. I'm ready to go.
0: We're on fire. Call us Bianca Belair and Cesaro. Yeah. We are on fire. Man match. Or oh, talking of on fire, actually, that kind of leads very nicely <laughs> into, uh, into, 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 into match one of, of night two Randy Orton versus the Fiend with Alexa Bliss. Now, this was a match that that we were both incredibly excited for, wasn't it? And we were like, in terms of you put the WWE, you put the E in, in WWE, the entertainment, we thought this was going to be one that's you know, could steal the show. Um Did it? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? It
1: just, oh, man. You know, we said before, we don't know what we're going to, we're not going to get a match. We knew we weren't really going to get a match. We knew there was going to be some form of, Craziness because it's The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. But I don't even know where to start. Like, the first issue I have is it's another big feud loss for the, for Bray Wyatt. You know, he always... And it's the same with, like, Sasha Banks fans say that she's never... Like, her title reigns or her WrestleMania record stuff. But it's the same with Bray Wyatt. You know, every big feud he's had, it feels like he's fallen short every time in the Decider or in the final match. This might not be their final match, you know. This might continue. If it does, I don't really know how they're going to do it or where they're going to go with it because they've done pretty much everything they can. But yeah, just I just felt it really did miss the mark a little bit, you know. I didn't. It was cool, like the 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 visions were great, you know. The Jack in the Box, uh, Bray Wyatt at the top, and then jumping in the ring and being a Horton and the Alexa Bliss oil I assume it must have been of the black coming all over our face it was great it was really cool and it looked great but then an uh, KO and it's done you know and I just felt like we've got the time to at five minutes 50 you know it could have been so much more and I don't know what the live reaction was like and I, like you said earlier you can never tell too much over tv in terms of reaction but I felt like it was met quite negatively and a bit of a struggle you know it kickstarted night two and sort of did it in a damp squid kind of way uh That's just because I'm a massive fan of all three of them. You know, I'd love to have seen them tear it up for 10, 15 minutes and then do some cool, crazy stuff, which they can do because of the gimmicks. But yeah, I felt it was just a bit too quick and punchy for me.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Off off the mark is is probably how I would describe it. So let's start with what I did enjoy. The entrances. I thought the entrances were really cool. Don't know yeah. why you know it took Randy Orton sort of t- you know ten minutes to get down down to the ring. Uh, but you know I really you know I loved his his white attire. I don't think I've seen yeah, him right. in white for a long time. I thought he looked absolutely stacked. He looked apart. It was awesome. Um, and the Fiend's entrance. It, w- it was brilliant. The kind of really got the Undertaker kind of vibe when he's walking yeah. towards the screen and then this is a moment for me that I lost interest was when his gear changed back to the original gear and I thought why like what's the point in that it's a bit a bit odd you know you've had a three four month build of of the fiend has been burned alive he's never coming back and, and and he comes back exactly the same as as he was four months ago so I think that was you know the first moment it kind of missed the mark for me, and it almost brought back the worst parts of the theme gimmick in the fact that the red light was back as well. Yeah, um, and the red light infamously it did not go down well with fans a couple of years ago. Um, and and I understand it. You know, it, yeah, it's something different. It, it, you know, it was pitch pitch black outside as well, so it, so it, it worked a bit more than it might have worked a couple of years ago, but. Yeah, like you say, Mr. Mark. And, and I'm actually personally gutted that we'll never see Alexa's fun entrance again because that entrance where she's like, you know, screaming at the crowd, like waving at them, just like jumping around. I, you know, and that was the best part of that gimmick for me. Yeah. I, you know, I thought that was awesome. Um, but it looks like her character's now darker than Bray Wyatt. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We got a little hint of it on Raw that are following WrestleMania with, with the Firefly Funhouse back and, and a bit of Alexa kind of looking you know, dressed in all black with with different makeup and stuff away from the kind of, you know, light side of it. So I think, like you say, what happens next? I think Bray Wyatt and Alexa will be will continue to be together. They'll work together. But I don't know who is, is, is next because they're kind of I don't want to say buried because he wasn't buried. But it's another big feud, like you say, that The Fiend has lost. Mm -hmm. and you know his credibility as being the demon is you know just lost so much when he's hit with an RKO
1: yeah it was like we've said it just missed the mark you know I get that they can do sort of these things with these characters and they like you say, are some of it Alexa Bliss has played it brilliantly and the the visuals of her you know sitting on top of the the jack-in-the-box with the black pouring down, it might mean something in the future. You know, this could be long-term storytelling that she's suddenly turning and maybe she's now the powerful force behind everything and, you know, Bray Wyatt succumbs to her sort of thing. But I just think, yeah, it just didn't really... I don't know what happens now with The Fiend, you know, and then like you say, the uh, Fire, Fire Funhouse is back and Bray Wyatt's back and, yeah, I mean, I just... I just didn't really get invested and you know before on the preview podcast we were like this could be the one you know this could steal the show this could take the whole weekend and be the most talked about really I don't know if it's got much mention at all to be honest and uh, I, the only thing I've seen is people debating whether it was actually Bray Wyatt or not and um,
0: yeah, that.
1: <laughs> there's been a yeah, there's been a lot of like line of duty sort of stuff filming in their tattoos and you know look at his hand tattoo look at his neck tattoo so so I think that was the main talking point, and if that's the main talking point, you've probably just about not got it quite right.
0: Yeah, it's a shame actually because you mentioned kind of us thinking it was still the show, everybody thinking it was still the show, and and I was watching. I think pre WrestleMania kickoff show, Randy Orton was on the bump uh after night one of WrestleMania, and even he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be the match that everybody is talking about after WrestleMania," and and you know that was 24 hours ahead of it happened, probably less than 24 hours ahead of it happening, and. and for me, like you say, just short of the mark. And, and it was, a, I don't want to say a disappointing start to, to night two of WrestleMania because you know, night two was was just as good as night one, but a damp squib is probably best, best to describe it. But yeah. I think moving on to the tag team, uh, women's tag team match, a match that got an incredible reception from the crowd, and went longer. I read today went longer than it should have gone. It, it actually over kind of performed out there. And, and it was wow. you know, Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler defending against Italia and Tamina. And, and from watching at home and watching social media, it seemed like the crowd were completely invested in it, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's great. You know, it's because you look at it on paper and you think, okay, it's probably not going to really get much investment, unfortunately. But I saw a few clips of, you know, there was Tamina chance, which I don't think we've heard for a, for many many years so that's great for them you know I'm really happy for them you know it went 14 minutes which was I think looking at yeah the second longest match so that's that's great for them and you know they're four brilliant individuals didn't didn't see it coming that they, that Nijax and Shayna Baszler would defend because I thought you know the implosion was coming and I thought it would do it then but you know I'm not against them still being champs you know like I said I love Nijax. I think she's very entertaining I think she's a she's she plays up to her gimmick very well. She's very fun to watch. I think you know the the verbal beatdown she was given to Mina throughout the match was great. You know, obviously Natalia got that god awful injured mouth injury um, from Shayna, which is a bit concerning because that's happened now twice. You know, Oscar obviously, and now Natalia. You just wonder if that was Nia Jax that did it. Would there be a different fallout sort of thing? But you know, it's wrestling, in it's as they say. So. But no, it's good for it to go nearly fifteen minutes. I don't think anyone would have predicted that, and for people to enjoy it so much that they like over round, that's even better. So they took their they took their chance, and yeah, they really smashed it out of the park. And again, another swerve ball. Maybe I don't know if I would have seen. It, like obviously, we didn't know this match was set the night before, so we we could have realistically seen Naomi and Lana have their WrestleMania moment. I don't think I ever really expected Natalia an and Tamina to, to win it, um, but. You've got to think that the implosion of Jackson Baszler is coming whenever, but it will be here soon, you'd think.
0: Absolutely. I think you talk about, you know, not predicting that it was going to be, you know, that well-received, that good in the ring. And we definitely predicted completely wrong. And, and like you say, it, it, was, it was a thought of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler imploding that I think we're all looking forward to happening because I think we mentioned it before, Shayna deserves a run as, as um, you know, a singles wrestler and and, and she'll be incredible at that. Yeah. Um, you have to forgive me because I can't quite remember what happened on RAW, but I believe they picked up a win together again on Raw, either via via like disqualification or count out. I will have to double check yeah. that. But it, it doesn't look like the implosion is quite coming yet. Which being, you know, they've got the belts. When are they gonna lose the belts? Who are they gonna lose the belts to? Because you know, they have defended them a lot over kind of the last few months and, and they are. Carrying kind of like the the women's tag team division themselves, so it, you know, as as far as you know, imp- impressive kind of showings as tag team as a tag team, they definitely are, and, and it'll be interesting to see whether they implode or whether they just carry on. So yeah. I, either way, more impressed than you know, than we expected to be, I think, from that match, and and it, and it, it this is the kind of point where the pay per view, I think, in the eyes of many fans, started turning for the better. Uh, yeah. and, and and the next match is Kevin Kevin Owens and Sami Sami Zayn. So this was a another one that we were like something crazy is gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna steal the show, and it was pretty damn good. It was a real what I would call like a real throwback to their NXT days. The kind of kind of moves they were doing on each other. The yeah. kind of I think we got like a little tease for the package pile driver, didn't we? I'm not sure if we quite saw it, but KO was definitely. Uh, teasing, doing it, and, and you know that's a move that we haven't seen for a long, long time. Um, and I think, uh, personally, I know we were talking about Logan Paul's involvement, and and I am so, so glad that he didn't have any involvement at all, and that he just took a stunner right at the end. Thank you, Kevin Owens. I think I tweeted, <laughs> I literally tweeted that I off off the work account. Give me Sport WWE. Thank you, Kevin Owens. That's all we needed. All we did is yeah. just Logan Paul eating a stunner. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was good. It, it kind of technically in-ring wise, did it live up to, to, to the standard for you? I think so. You know, you
1: looking at it, it didn't even get 10 minutes, you know, so they weren't given a lot of time. We said on the preview, this is a match happening a few years later and it could have been a 30-minute match, 40-minute match with a whole lot more meaning. Um But in terms of their wrestling, you know, they're superb. And it was a high-intensity 10 minutes, you know. It wasn't any sort of slow build. It was just big spot after big spot after big spot with big moves happening. And, yeah, I just thought it was a classic Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn encounter. You know, their wrestling is brilliant. Kevin Owens is quite brutal with some of his moves. And Sami Zayn is just really entertaining, you know. And Logan Paul, like you say, I'm glad he didn't get too involved he sold the stunner relatively well Hmm. uh but you know with his wrestling background who's to say he might not come back you know you never know I'd rather see that than in box that's for sure um but I think yeah it was when you're given 10 minutes it's not much you can really do but people were invested because of the two involved and I thought they both delivered as as well as they they always do
0: yeah absolutely i think we knew what we were gonna get and you know i'm not a massive fan of sammy's conspiracy theory gimmick i think it's mm-hmm. it's not his best work but you know he's this a role he's been given and he does it incredibly well like through no fault of his own i just think people are, are kind of not that you know again invested in it um but for the two of them as soon as you, you as soon as the bell rings you just let them go at it like they were always gonna put on a show and i'm very glad like you say logan Paul was not involved he was not on commentary thank god yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, just, you know, just ate a stunner at the end. And, that you know, I think rarely WWE rarely get it wrong. And I think they knew that, you know, most people were there to see Logan Paul eat a stunner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's exactly what we got. That's all yeah. we needed. Um, and like you say, you say about it going 10 minutes, it's another kind of place where you don't want a celebrity to take the spotlight away from a deserving superstar. And the fact it was, you know, a short match and a, and a short post-match kind of, segment it was it was done really well it, it was the best we could have hoped for I think from from a Logan Paul experience and and given the uh the um the kind of reputation Logan Paul has at give me sport I'm glad I didn't have to write a full story about
1: it. <laughs> yeah exactly that exactly that
0: could have done some damage to our Facebook page <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a blonde man. laughs> um, and we move on to three title four title matches in a row actually after this so the first three matches non-title matches uh to the first of four title matches, Sheamus versus Riddle. Uh, I've said before, I'm a fan of Riddle. I love his kind of like stupid, you know, says stupid things, does stupid things. And he actually, I think, rode down to the to the ring on a scooter. Um, but at the same time, I also love the fact that he got his face kicked in. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people love the fact that Riddle got his face kicked in because uh, we did a story on it earlier. Riddle was favorite to retain the belt uh, at Wrestlemania and he didn't and I think the ending the, the bro it kind of flip uh was absolutely brutal I loved it and it was a worthy way for Sheamus to to get some gold around his waist for the first time in a couple of years and I think it's it's what he deserves for the last kind of four or five months he's been brilliant and he gets yet another Wrestlemania moment
1: yeah exactly that um if anyone deserves gold, you know, there's a few names obviously on the list, but Sheamus is 100% one of them. His matches with Drew McIntyre have been brilliant. His whole gimmick and persona have been brilliant. And yeah, I'm not the biggest Riddle fan. I didn't think that the reign was that great. He's funny backstage, you know, his segments are good and funny when he remembers what to say. Yeah, in terms of the actual title reign, you know, it could be one of those sort of quizzes it was like who was the United States champion and you'd be like who was it but like, I just cannot remember who it was you know it just felt like it it needed to change and Sheamus was the right man to change it and like I say the spot at the end was brilliant so yeah it, it did it delivered you know as brutal as you expect you know the thing with Riddle is he's got a background of in fighting you know maybe it's time to trigger that and use it you know and make him a bit more of a serious sort of keep the funny segments sure but also have him deliver some beatings as well and then maybe more people can be invested in him but can't complain with Seamus winning and having some gold around his round his waist now just the dream is for him to keep that and then survivor series he has that intercontinental match and grand slam baby
0: that is you know the perfect booking I think isn't it for Seamus part one of Alex Bat's perfect Seamus booking has, has happened There you go. So. a series coming soon <laughs> yeah, <a> series. <laughs> we are we are we are halfway there um, we will revisit this in six months' time and, and see if we're yeah. near the mark, but um,
1: probably not. Probably, probably not. not. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, hey, we can dream. Um, yeah. so, talking, of course, of the Intercontinental Championship, uh, it was that match that could, like followed the United States Championship straight away. A Nigerian drum fight. It was basically just a no-holds-barred, you know, weapons fight. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was less invested in this one. I think compared to. To the United States title match that went before it, and I think I think it was the right result. I think Apollo Crews winning the championship is absolutely the right result. Um, so I'm glad that happened. I'm just not sure they needed a gimmick match. I, it could have just been, you know, a singles match or a you know a no holds barred match, whatever um so that was a bit disappointing for me obviously it was kind of cool to see the drums and the music instruments and stuff around the ring but I just wondered if it was you know necessary because those two guys are more than capable of putting on an incredible show and, and when you give them the gimmick match you know they kind of you know it, it didn't go on for very long it was a six six minute 50 second match it's not a lot of time to showcase how good those two guys are but I think correct decision to have Apollo Crews champion at the end of the night. Yeah,
1: I think that's all you can say about it, to be honest. There wasn't much interest in it from me. I've said that all the, since the start of it. But you had to have Apollo Crews winning. You had to have him, you have the belt. Otherwise, the new gimmick would have just been buried already and it had been over already. Obviously, the interference at the end helps his heel character and his heel gimmick. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a match that uh, I, I never really bought into.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's like say it's a good match to have on the WrestleMania card. It needed to be there. The result was right, and it's interesting to see where where Cruz goes next, uh, and with the interference from from the repackaged Alacato as well. You know, he's mm. it looks like those two are going to join forces, and we haven't seen him since the Raw Underground segments of of last year, the infamous Raw Underground segments. So hopefully, them mentioned back to mention back episodes. You know, <laughs> we love Raw <War laughs> Underground. Can you not tell? Yeah, bring it, awesome. it back. <laughs> but it'll be very interesting to see where, where that new character goes. He's got a new name that I won't say because I think it's very stupid. Uh, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. It is Commander something I believe is, is his repackaged or rumored to be his repackage name. Well, say, yeah. um, we'll find out, I think on, on SmackDown, but you know, it, you know, it's, and it also made Biggie look, you know, look strong. He didn't lose legitimately. He got, you know, got beaten, you know, with the interference. So it, it means sure. that Biggie is, is you know, safe and and, and again, say it for the third time today. Strap a rocket to his back, fire him into the main event picture, maybe. Um, yeah. Who knows? But but this is this was the right the right call I think to to have Cruz win that. And and another right call I think was to have Ray Rickley, uh beat Oscar. Because that match again, like the like Belair Banks was was very very close to stealing the show, uh, like Bad Bunny, uh, 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 Damian Priest, and the Miz very close to stealing the show. Um, very happy to see Rhea take the title. I think she had a moment at WrestleMania 36 with Charlotte, didn't she? And and you yeah. know lost that match. Went back to NXT for a year, but now with Rhea and and Bianca Belair actually kind of both winning at WrestleMania uh it's it to me and I've said this a couple of times it's the dawn of like a new era of of the of the women's evolution in WWE and and I cannot wait to see how these two women are going to take the division forward I think it's awesome
1: yeah it was another fantastic match another fantastic moment for Rhea Ripley you know I think it was the right decision no obviously no offense to Oscar and her title reign but I just think it was one something that needed freshening up um And Rhea's the perfect, you know, the perfect one to carry that belt forward. And I personally love both her and Bianca to stay champions till Survivor Series. And again, you've got champion versus champion. That could be a hell of a match and a hell of a show steal. So I'm all for them to stay champions until the end of the year. Whether that happens, I'm not sure. I think a certain Charlotte Flair will have something to say about that. but no, the match itself is really good. You know, Rhea Ripley's brilliant. She's she's such a good character and so different as well and unique, which is great. And yeah, I'm happy that she won the won the belt. And I think like you say, it's an interest, it brings in an interesting time in the women's division. You know, you've sort it almost feels like Obviously they're still relevant, but it feels like Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair sort of era is slowly going away now. And you've got now Bianca Blair and Rhea Ripley and even like the likes of Oscar and stuff like Oscar and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Obviously, don't rule out Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, and obviously you'll have Becky Lynch coming back, and that will be humongous for the women's division. But right now Bianca Blair and Rhea Ripley are the right people to be to be champions of it
0: absolutely and and we speak about charlotte because she did come back on raw uh last night and and made it very clear that she is not done very very clear big statement that she made um, as well and and that was awesome but we did actually get to speak to ria uh ahead of wrestlemania last week and i asked her the same way i asked bianca belair whether she thinks or she sees herself as as a kind of leader of of this next generation of the women's evolution and her, her response was really interesting. So let's let's take a quick listen to that.
2: Um, it's super cool to be able to go through this journey with someone like Bianca. I When I first started in NXT, she was already there. And I've seen her go through so much. And vice versa, she's seen me go through a lot as well. So to know that we both could be in uh, the Royal Rumble together was absolutely insane. Like, I really wanted to stay in. I wanted her to stay in long enough uh, for me to come in and... I really wanted to wrestle her again because I do miss being in the ring with Bianca. So to be the last two competitors in the Royal Rumble was really, really magical. It's the real special moment for both of us and I think for a lot of people that watch NXT as well. Um, but going into WrestleMania, both having like similar matches, I think this is the beginning of the future and I'm very, very excited for the future. And I know that she's absolutely going to kill it. I, I believe 110% in her. I think she's going to walk out with the gold and hopefully I can do the same, you know, like hopefully I can beat Asuka and hopefully she beats Sasha and we can really take over the uh, division.
0: So that was Rhea Ripley discussing if she thinks that her and Bianca Belair are leading this new generation of women in WWE. And I've got to say, I do agree with her sentiments. I think, you know, WrestleMania was the start, you know, it was kind of a watershed moment, the moment where Belair and and Rhea themselves proved what they can do and what the next generation of women are going to do in WWE. And it, it is all very exciting. And, but like we said earlier, Charlotte is definitely going to have something to say about that because she came back with a bone to pick on raw. So i will be interested to see where she fits into kind of that, that, that raw women's feud and whether she goes after Rhea or, or even Oscar Oscar for kind of for dodging her WrestleMania call outs as she said. So, yeah. Very exciting times for the women's division in WWE, I think, and 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 that was the penultimate show of WrestleMania 37. Sorry, the ultimate match of, of WrestleMania 37, and, and the main event, of course, was was the one we were all waiting for. Yeah, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. I believe this was one of the ones we predicted correctly. Yay. Hey. both for Roman Reigns, and yeah. it was. You know, I think if you're talking about picking out one match that that really delivered one match that was going to, you know, be the one to get people talking. We mentioned it could have been the Fiend or and it obviously wasn't. I think it was this one. What did you think of this one?
1: Yeah, I think it was this was always going to be, you know, the big match. Uh you've got three guaranteed Hall of Famers, uh, obviously one already an edge, but you've got three people that work just so well together and they did again work really well together I thought everyone had their moments you know there was just so many cool little spots Nothing, like Edge and Daniel Bryan doing a submission on Roman Reigns at the same time I thought was great uh and also Paul Heyman's like facial expressions throughout were just brilliant like seeing him in the background when it looked like Roman Reigns was going to tap out was just great and he had so much to any character that he's with um and he's done the exact same for Roman Reigns which is brilliant, and. You know, the weird thing for me, like when it came, when I started to watch it, there was only sort of like 25 minutes left of the show. And I thought, wow, it's only going to be 20 minutes. And, and then, yeah, it was 21 minutes, 40 there. So I thought it could have been 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I was fully expecting that. You know, I thought they'd be going for a long, long time. But the fact that it was a quick, twat, well, I say quick, it's still, it was still the longest match, but 21 minutes, you know, we've seen some match go double that. And... I thought they they would have a lot of the show, but for it only to be 20 minutes was kind of interesting to me, but it still works. You know, they still got everything they needed to. I think everyone looks strong, especially Roman Reigns, obviously with the finish where he stacks them up and pins them both. I thought that was brilliant. Um, really just asserting his dominance saying, you know what, I don't need to beat one of them. I can beat both of them. So great storytelling, which has been you know, the strong point of this feud, the storytelling, the emotion, the everything about it has been spot on from WWE and from the, the superstars involved. Um, Edge looked great, hasn't missed a beat, you know, he's he can still go full-time. Daniel Bryan, same. You know, we obviously said in the preview, this could be his last WrestleMania, but from that showing, there it doesn't need to be unless he wants it to be. You know, it's it certainly can't be a case of medically it could be his last one because he looked brilliant. He took some bumps, Edge took some bumps and they all had their moment. you know, main event, Jey Uso came out where he belongs and got involved. And it just, everything about this whole storyline has been brilliant from the start to the finish. Yes, it was controversial making it a triple threat match, but I think it was, I think WWE have come away from this thinking that's why we made it a triple threat match because it was that good. And, you know, triple threat main events at WrestleMania could be coming could become a thing now because all of them have delivered. So I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. I think Roman Reigns, you know, I love edge. Everyone knows I love edge, but I think Roman Reigns was the right man to win. And I thought they booked
0: it brilliantly. Absolutely. There are so many things there that, you know, I'll pick out as well and say, I think the big one for me that you've mentioned there, Roman Reigns pinning both men, uh, you know, asserting his dominance. And I think it was something he hinted that he was going to do on Friday night SmackDown. Um, So it was a spoiler, from mm. Roman Reigns himself, a couple of days before WrestleMania, pinning both men. Uh, like you said, I thought it was awesome. Both, you know, Edge and, and, and Daniel Bryan taking bumps, taking concertos, mm. uh, something we rarely see. And it's just another kind of really feeds into that storytelling of, of this is Roman Reigns, the absolute, you know, the badass that is just gonna dominate on SmackDown for, for many, many months to come. And and it's who's gonna stop him. I think those two to get those two together can't stop him. You've got to wonder who is gonna be booked strong enough to to dethrone Roman Reigns. Uh, and that's a really exciting story that's gonna kind of unfold, hopefully, over the next few months. And and the match itself, the wrestling was incredible. It was just near fall after near fall, like huge move after huge move. It was, it was really, really good. And even kind of J O Uso getting involved at the very start, and you know catching people with super kicks was just so good. Yeah. Everything thing was absolutely brilliant. And the one thing I was quite surprised that didn't happen is that I thought they were going to change Roman Reigns' theme music. His right. music. I thought they were going to change it. Um yeah. I was seeing some stuff online saying it could happen. Uh it didn't happen. But, you know, that's, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't make a difference. It's just an interesting point that I think maybe a change to his kind of package is coming soon because he's you know he's been so dominant sort of over the last few months needs that new music just to take him you know to the next level but he you know the reaction all of those superstars got main event reaction for every single one of them coming out Daniel Bryan Edge especially of course we knew he was going to get a reaction and and Roman Reigns Mm. interestingly got booed a lot which is interesting we weren't sure how that was going to go whether he was going to get booed or cheered he got booed which is you know the correct reaction if you're if you're wwe but but as paul Heyman told us a couple of weeks ago acknowledge roman reigns and that main event made everybody acknowledge roman reigns daniel bryan and edge it was that good and a real real strong way to end night two of wrestlemania i think yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, they they delivered. You know, there'd have been a lot of eyes, a lot of hope and expectation on this match, which come which, which brings a bit of pressure. Um, but they delivered, and they yeah they smashed out of the park, and almost, you almost want them just to keep feuding. You know, obviously we have said who's next for Roman Reigns? Who on earth is strong enough to be booked bigger than Roman Reigns? I have no idea, but. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a bit of an awkward time to film the podcast. Obviously, SmackDown's coming up and I guess a lot will be come out from SmackDown on Friday night in terms of what next for Roman. But at the minute before watching SmackDown, no idea who's going to be the man to step up.
0: I hope it's... I kind of hope it's Big E or Cesaro. I think there's a story to tell there. And it'd be right. interesting to see as well what Edge does next, where Edge is, yeah. whether he stays kind of full-time, whether he goes back to a a more part-time kind of run and, and who he comes up against next. Uh, you know who I'd love to see? Edge and Seth Rollins together. I think that would be fun. Well, yeah,
1: that, that would, would be difficult. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be There's a lot of possibilities for Edge, you know, because obviously he was away for so long. There's so many guys on this roster who he's never come across with. So I think, I think this, I feel, I have a feeling this SmackDown is going to be quite a big one. Um, yeah. I hope I'm right compared to the Raw After Mania. But yeah, I feel like they need to do Uh, quite quite a few big storylines and they need to build them up pretty quickly as well i think
0: yeah this is it like you say we need a big smackdown after the raw kind of was a bit disappointing after mania the big smackdown after mania let's let's keep our fingers crossed and that is of course we've gone for every match on the wrestlemania 37 card so if i was to ask you to pick out the one match that stood out for you which one stole the show at wrestlemania 37? That is tough. Uh, I,
1: it's a hard one because, you know, Bad Bunny is the one that's sort of lasting in, in my mind because of the shock factor and because of how good he was. Um, but I feel like it's that. Is that bad, having a celebrity a match be the be the one?
0: I don't think so. I, I, I was also leaning towards Bad Bunny as well. Bad Bunny, Damien Priest, Miz and Morrison. I think it was, like you say, the shock factor of this how is good it. it was.
1: Yeah, like I said at the start, I I think I'd have been disappointed watching it live because there wasn't many surprises. There wasn't many WrestleMania sort of shocks. But the Bad Bunny one was bad like, in terms of how good he was. So I think for that reason, I sort of do have to go with that one. But it, it's the toss-up between that and then the two main events, you know, because Bianca Blair, Sasha Banks was brilliant and Rome Reigns, Edge and Daniel Bryan were brilliant. But I sort of knew they'd be brilliant. So I, I, I watched it with a, well, this is going to be great. Whereas the Bad Bunny tag team match, I went in there thinking, this will be like funny, Ms. Morrison will be classic heels and it'll be funny. But I left thinking, wow, this guy's good. And this match has been brilliant. So, yeah,
0: I think I will have to go with that, you know. I do. I really do. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. I think, like you say, it's a toss-up between those three. Bad Bunny, main event of night one, main event of night two. And, and I think, like you, I'm just going to lean towards Bad Bunny, Damien Priest. But I also really, really love Bel Air Banks and the main mm. event of night two, Rain's Edge and, and, and Brian. I also really enjoyed as well. And, you know, we've mentioned that night one and night two. Do you think this kind of format of WrestleMania over two nights works? Do you think, you know, this is something we're going to see moving forward? Because it was kind of hinted at, wasn't it, on commentary? They had Michael Cole really kind of building, you know, around night one of WrestleMania, night two of WrestleMania. I I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's kind of sowing the seeds for going forward two nights of WrestleMania at the weekend.
1: I think so. I think it works brilliantly, and I don't see there being any negatives to it. I can only see positives. You know, it keeps the audience fresh for the whole night because you're not. It's not a seven, eight hour, not not a drag fest, but it does become very tiring for people. You know, starting at what midnight and finishing at you know six or whatnot, or starting at eleven and finishing. You know, it is tough when you look at all those. You know, fitting fourteen matches in in one night is bonkers and if they did that you'd have to shave minutes off some of those matches and do you want to do that you know um and so why wouldn't you do it like what there's no yeah i can't think of a negative you also get two sets of you know gates gate income which looking at it from a business point of view makes perfect sense for wwe you know they they go to a hundred thousand seat stadium they get two hundred thousand fans you know they're doubling their their intake um so that's a business point of view and that you, you know that's what Vince Mann's thinking about and you know <laughs> that's what you should think about. Why make this a one-off night when you know it can be two nights and it's good enough to be two nights. Uh, it gives superstars more opportunity to shine. You know if this was all one night would there be a match that you sort of just forget about or slip away whereas two nights you know you, it keeps it a lot shorter, three hours each. I don't I don't see why they wouldn't do it I don't see there being a, a negative or a reason why not to do it um I like it I really do like it. I think it's great it gives a weekend full of action and I feel that should be the case because it's WrestleMania and I think it'd be weird now going back to one night and I think I think if you if we asked fans I think most of them would say like, keep it two nights you know um for me personally, yeah, I think Saturday and Sunday is, is the way to go. It gives two main events as well. So it gives four plus superstars to have that main event spot. And yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't do it.
0: Absolutely. I think the the one you've nailed there for me is, is from a business point of view. If you're selling out 100,000 seat stadiums, because you can for two yeah. nights at WrestleMania, it just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Like this WrestleMania 37, yeah, limited crowd, but it was a sellout both nights, 25,000 each night. You put them together. That's fifty thousand fans in at the gate. That's you know, you know, an average WrestleMania in the circ- you know attendance. In the circumstances, is incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like like I say I'm very tired, very very tired oh. after two overnight shifts. But I'd much rather it split over two nights, Saturday and Sunday, than have to you know sit sit through like you say six seven hours of, of wrestling until till the early hours of the morning. So for for us being from the UK and for you know from a business point of view. And for fans being in, you know, in the arena, I think it makes absolutely perfect sense. And I'd be very surprised if it wasn't over two nights going forward. It's certainly certainly going to be a very interesting kind of discussion you'd think they'll be having internally now because it doesn't work. So that's yeah. it. And um, I guess now it's time for me to face the music and we'll go through our WrestleMania predictions. And you know what? I might allow you to – you can do the honours – if you want to read out each match, read out who you picked and who I wrongly picked. Uh, we'll go through it like that.
1: Yeah, that's fine by me, mate. That is fine by me. Uh, we'll go. Obviously, night one, we we both started badly by picking Drew, which I think is fair enough. Um, I went with uh, Bianca Blair when you went for Sasha Banks, so that was that was good for me. We both obviously went for Bad Bunny, Damien Priest. Uh, which came in. Then you got one right over me. You went with uh AJ and Omos, which I didn't. I did go the New Day. We both picked Braun. Uh, and then I went with Cesaro, where you went for Seth. So I think that was that 3-2 to me on night one. Yeah, that's right. That's 3-2, yeah. And then obviously we uh, both went Lana and Naomi, which was a disaster. So we forget about that one quite quickly. Um Night two... We obviously both went Roman Reigns. I think that was that was expected. I went Rhea Ripley, which was the right one to go to. You went Oscar. We both went The Fiend, which was disastrously wrong. Um, we obviously both went Apollo Cruz, which was correct. Then I backed Kevin Owens, and you backed Sami Zayn, uh, which worked in my favor again. And then we both picked Sheamus, which happened as well and then obviously we both picked Alana and Ermi again (laughs) to, to win so we were always going to be wrong with that one and that left it yeah me nine and you six so a successful debut for the predictions
0: Absolutely, yeah. impressive win, impressive win for you. And I'm coming for that belt at Backlash, at WrestleMania Backlash. WrestleMania Backlash, yeah. I'm for that bout, when when we can eventually get to do the pod in the same room, the belt's coming with us, and we're yeah, ready. I'll bring it. Don't worry, I'll <laughs> we'll bring
1: it. So then we can uh, we can trade if we need to.
0: <laughs> I used to have a United States Championship belt. I think I'll get home to my actual my actual home in, in Salisbury not in London um and it, it now lives somewhere in, in 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 a wardrobe somewhere but you know, those <laughs> are always fun to mess around with aren't they like
1: <laughs> yeah well, I got I got the, the NXT one I mean it's a little plastic rubbish one nothing major but a maid bought it for me for my birthday when we were out in Cambridge and uh he gave it to me when we were out so I had to carry it around all night <laughs> oh, <I'm dreadful. laughs> which was great so uh so yeah I walked around with that proudly strapped around my waist and uh even though I've just moved house recently, it's come with me, so I've still got it.
0: And it's around your waist again, the WrestleMania. It is indeed, yeah. It is indeed. Prediction oh, champion, no. there he is. Look at that. Forget Big <laughs> Al; it's all about Alex Bat, WrestleMania prediction <laughs> king. I'm next to Roman Reigns. <laughs> Front and center of all the posters. <laughs> well, that is it. I think that's everything that we, you know, we needed to discuss. WrestleMania 37. Just to close was, you know, awesome, awesome yep. pay per view. Really good main events. Really good card. Split over two nights. There are a couple of, you know, like you say, damn squibs with with the fiend, and and, and probably that that may be the only match that I pick out. Is, is saying didn't quite live up to expectations. But overall, areas with the belt. Overall, you know, I thought WrestleMania 37 was great, and it and it brings the an end to to Wrestlemania week and it brings an end to our rather kind of two-week stretch where we've done the pod both weeks and we'll be back to our classic kind of two-week format so in a fortnight's time we'll reconvene hopefully you uh won't have the belt next time well
1: yeah when I guess the next predictions will be Wrestlemania Backlash won't it so I will still have the
0: belt true yeah I'm gonna have to take it off you at Wrestlemania Backlash and you know we'll discuss that coming up uh, we'll discuss all the fallout, I'm sure there'll be a bit more fallout from Wrestlemania when we next get together and Smackdown and Raw are all kind of coming out, building towards, like, like we say, it's, good, it's a Wrestlemania backlash, it, it, we can expect a few kind of matches are going to be fairly similar to what they were at Wrestlemania and, and maybe we'll see some different outcomes, but you know, it, it's all very exciting as it always is with WWE and certainly look forward to chatting about it in a couple of weeks' time.
1: We shall indeed, yeah. Hopefully, I'll have my haircut by then as well, because it's getting a bit of a joke now.
0: I've had my haircut. I've been to the pub. I celebrated the end of WrestleMania week at the pub, getting absolutely... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was gonna try and be like, oh, I'll you know, you know, reasonably inebriated, but no, I got very drunk. Uh, so That's we classic. are, we're back out of lockdown. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, we stay that way. Had a, a nice so. haircut for the pod. And, hopefully, that means we'll be back
1: in arenas soon as well
0: absolutely yeah nxt uk back in arenas hopefully around around the uk and wrestlemania post wrestlemania shows you'd hope they're at the fun zone at the moment you hope they're going to be moving with it with a view to kind of to kind of get get live events back again and, and you know maybe in a couple of weeks time we'll have a bit more of an update on that who knows fingers crossed fingers crossed indeed but for now congratulations on uh, your wrestlemania predictions uh, yeah after a great week of wrestlemania an incredible week of of wwe wrestling from nxt takeover stand and deliver to nxt uk prelude wrestlemania smackdown and raw it's just been an awesome time to be a wwe fan and, and i can't wait to see to see what happens after you know rolling out of wrestlemania so from me ollie and from alex we will catch you in a couple of weeks